Hello, friends and friends-to-be who are listening to Talk With Me. This is Marcia Epstein on Northheads.com in Lawrence, Kansas. And this is the show where you don't know exactly what stories and information you're going to get, but I promise there will always be some good things to think about, some laughter, because I'm the one who says, without laughter, you explode, and that's just not pretty. There are always good things going on in this arena of Lawrence, Kansas, Topeka, that sort of close to me place, and wherever you are, wherever you are. And so one of my encouragers always is get out, get out and do things, experience things, try things, go to events that you wouldn't have been to before, go to places that you go to and you get to experience people who are likely to have some new ideas, new experiences compared to people you've been hanging out with or not hanging out with you know I mean it's it's always cool to learn to to notice to listen to hear to show our caring and respect for other people by paying attention and valuing what they're doing so lots of opportunities wherever you are and with this show a lot of my guests are on the art side of the intersection of art and mental health and some are on the mental health side and it gives that opportunity to talk about real life stuff and projects that people are immersed in. And often those are projects that certainly welcome audience, people to come participate, maybe even to join in. Um, so today I wanna welcome somebody who I consider has this wonderful mix of on the art side and very much on the business in terms of knowing how to do things effectively and, and hosting events and being part of things. And so lots and lots of many aspects. And who knows exactly where we'll go. I don't know where we'll go. But today we welcome Dr. Z Hall. Hey, Z, how are you? I'm really, really good. Thanks so much for having me, Marsha. I'm excited to be here. Glad to do this. I'm really glad. And we connected this time around some some things that are going on right away, and you've got some things that go on always year-round. So I'm going to start with asking you for to tell our listeners just a little bit about you. There's a lot, you could say, I know, because <laughs> you have lots and lots of experiences and activities. But a little bit about you now, and then they'll learn as we talk. Okay, great. Well, I have a number of interests, and I try to connect those as much as I possibly can. And um, I find that that's pretty easy, just looking at, you know, where the connections are and seeing how um, one thing kind of transitions off of another or there's a tangent here and there. And so I'm always um, thrilled to to uh, learn about those and, and the different work that people are doing in those different directions. So that is a huge draw for me is because I'm a lifelong learner and I love um, uh, always knowing more about um, everything that I can. So the best way, in, in my opinion, to do that is to connect with experts in those areas. And so I make it a, a real effort to do that on a regular basis. That's great. And it's, I love that you you know, one of your primary identities is lifelong learner. I was talking recently with Janetta Calhoun-Mish, who is the Poet Laureate of Oklahoma. She's actually going to be in Lawrence and Kansas City this week that we're recording. And, and Janetta says she always refers to herself as a practicing poet because she sees that craft <laughs> as something that continues to evolve, something she's always learning and improving upon. So it's not like she's already fully cooked. She's a practicing poet. And, and I like that, you know, just like with you saying, lifelong learner, that's so important. Yes, it, it fuels me um, spiritually, intellectually, and socially. So, um, yeah, that's the major part of my life. And, and I, I, like you said, a major part of my identity. Um, and in doing that, um, in exist, as existing as a lifelong learner, I um, explore many things. Uh, for, so, so primarily, I consider myself a writer. Uh, that's my biggest love, and it's one of the things that allows me to go in these many different directions, is to um, think of things, um, you know, uh, um, literally in terms of um, vocabulary and, 
in writing and uh, lyrics in different forms of writing. So, um, and I write in many different forms. I'm a scholar, so I do research in communication and art. I also uh, write poetry and uh, short stories, and I'm working on a play. So, um, I try. I do creative as well as um, writing. You know, for um, for journals and, and scholarly uh, outlets. Uh-huh. So. I try to really increase my ability as a writer in many different ways, and, and I find that that's much easier to do if I move around in different genres. And not only that, explore different disciplines. For example, um, with the curatorial work that I'm doing right now, bringing together uh, visual art and science um, has been a wonderful learning experience for me in terms of I'm learning about my, you know, microbiotic, micro, microbes is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, learning about microbes and what have you. So, um, yeah, I consider myself a writer foremost in that in that sense. And then there are other things that I do as well. Um, I'll start on the far side and try to bring them all back together as best I can um, uh, in a few words. But I'm, I'm a grower as well, so I grow my own food, and I've been doing that for nine years. And, and, and preserving food for four years. And so this is kind of uh, where my interest in microbes really started is um, because I compost, um, preserve, and grow, it, it's a whole cycle of events and um, it's a chain that exposes me to, um, you know, what's going on on a microbial level without having a microscope out. <laughs> So the the um, the microbes that break down um, the food waste that I put into my compost pile is actually used to um, rejuvenate and feed the soil, which sustains my garden. Mm-hmm. And so I became really interested in that. And then, of course, in the preserving uh, aspect, um, especially when you're talking about fermentation of vegetables and beverages, it's microbes that actually do the heavy lifting in that process. They break the, the, the food products down, which, is, which releases the nutrients that makes those nutrients bioavailable to our bodies. Uh-huh. And so that's where my real interest in microbes really started with, is with my growing and preserving practice. Mm-hmm. So in addition to writing, I, uh, I grow my own food and preserve. And then I also have my art practices as well, um, for example, with poetry. And then I also am putting my hand into visual art. Um, I haven't really shown that to anybody yet. <laughs> but, uh, but I've been uh, painting and doing different things. And then also, as part of this installation, I'll come back to this a little bit later, I've done, um, as part of this art exhibition, I've actually included my own installation, which I struggled with because as curator, I thought, now, should I include my own work? But it, it, was, uh, it is so um, organically related to the premise of the, the exhibition that I thought I would be selfish to leave it out. And mm-hmm. so I've gotten lots of great feedback, and I'm really glad I included it and stopped centering myself instead of thinking of the experience that patrons would have. If they had exposure to that installation, so again, I'll come back to that. Um, so yeah, so I'm curating. I'm also doing installation, and um, I've tried my hand at just because I have so many ideas that I want to put out there at performance art as well. So I'm always growing and, and interested in growing and interested in ways that. Um, I can communicate my ideas and, you know, expose people to, you know, my art. And so those are the things that I try to do as a lifelong learner, not just taking in, but also giving out and sharing and things like that. So those outlets allow me to do that. Uh And um, it's risky, you know, because, you know, (laughs) if you don't have, you know, my PhD is in communication. So... Um, when I say, okay, I'm doing visual art, and they're like, yeah, but where, what gives you the right to do art, you know? <laughs> well, um, so I, you know, um, am just not really kind of, I'm trying not to think of it as, well, you know, okay, stay in your lane. But I'm, I'm thinking of it as, 
okay, what's happening in your lane that you can share with other people that would be kind of selfish to keep to yourself, you know? Not that my art is all that, I'm not claiming that it's great, but um, I think all expressions are important. So whether, to me, whether an artist or a writer or, you know, a pianist or whatever they may be doing, whether they're new or if they're a seasoned professional, I think every voice matters, and we need to hear all of the voices um, in order to, you know, really grow as for humanity to grow and, and thrive. Yeah, and to me that speaks to one of the reasons that I've become really passionate about promoting awareness of arts and art events and encouraging participation is because there are messages communicated through art that are messages of inclusion, you know, that that people can, for different reasons, stand in front of a painting and see something there that they relate with. And suddenly they're thinking, okay, this person who created this painting and I, we have something in common that's really important that Mm -hmm. not everybody gets about me, you know? And, yeah. and I do believe that happens through visual art and through performance art and through you know written art and all these different ways and and because my sort of my overall lens um, on life is how do we help each other have life that's really worth living yeah. and that is clearly about feeling valued and connected. You know, those are important things. And, and art is a huge part of that. And it's a huge part of becoming aware of the variety of, of cultures that are around us and are in us. You know, I may not know enough about my Russian heritage. All four of my grandparents are immigrants. You know, I, but there, there are ways that they influence me, even though I was never specifically taught a lot about their cultures the things that they did that influenced the person that I became, you know? And, and so I, I believe so much in the power of art. And I, and I love you describing yourself, again, as a lifelong learner and sharing that part of what you're exploring now is your own creation of visual art and, and getting, you know, willing to share your work with other people, not just other people's work with other people. I think that's very cool and inspiring. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, like I said, it's, um, it can be risky, you know, putting it out there and, and um, a little frightening, you know, because we don't know what kind of feedback we're going to get. But, um, but I think that's where, um, you know, fellow feeling and uh, love and compassion come in is because it, it, it requires that of us to give of ourselves, you know, and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to let you see this part of me. That is not fully like you like you 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 were saying about um, the other lady is is not fully developed yet you know <laughs> but poet, I, yeah yeah like the practicing poet Lord of Oklahoma yeah. like you know it, it's not fully developed yet my my skills are not fully developed yet but I want to share where I'm at now you know yeah and 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 and, and, and you know and it's by it's the inter, the interchange of feedback and sharing that you know a person grows as an artist. Too, you know, so it's really an investment if we take that risk to put our work out there, and um, so and 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 hopefully it'll be appreciated, and will be appreciated by more people than not. So um, I think the risk is worth it in terms of um, how it helps us to grow as artists. You know, Um, you know, because even go ahead. ahead. Well, everything you're saying is true about life in general as well. That's what I'm struggling Mm -hmm. with. When you said when you put yourself your art out there it's risky you don't know how people are going to react the same is true of us as people you know that i mean it gets back to me to the current times in the united states and and i believe there's more sort of acceptance of divisiveness and and i don't mean that we all think it's a good thing but i think it's sort of more public that more people feel permission um to to express their negativity towards other people and I and I see this with with experiences of friends of mine and 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 so my my point is that in so many ways when we talk about art 
we are just we are talking about life as a whole. Life is risky. Life is about learning. Life is enriched when we share ourselves more fully with those people who are important to us than when we keep ourselves in secret. You know, there, there are all these things that you're saying that, that to me are, are, again, messages to every single listener, no matter what kinds of things are, are their activities of life. Yeah, yeah they're, they're definitely transferable, that is for sure. And that is uh, something I do regularly is I feel like, you know, the things that I know um, and have learned and was taught uh, as a rhetorician while I was working on my graduate degree, uh, by transferring those same skills and thoughts to other um, areas, for example, visual art, you know, I, I, it, it sort of tests those skills and knowledge sets. And then it also gives me an opportunity to say, oh, look, there's something I didn't realize when I was in my lane, you know, uh-huh. that there's, by stepping out and taking a risk and, 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 you know, driving a little on the curb, you know, you, yeah. you, you, I've learned something new about uh, a foundation that I had already. Now I've uh, sort of upped the ante, you know, like I've, I've grown some from this, taking this risk and, and exploring a new area. So uh-huh. that's always fascinating to me. And then, and like I said, the, the many, many, many experts I meet by doing, by living this way. I was about to say by doing these things, but it's really a lifestyle for me. Um, but by living this way, I mean, I meet so many people who are so highly skilled at what they do that it, you know, can bring tears to your eyes, you know, <laughs> that so many people are walking around with these uh, knowledge sets and skills. And so um, to me, that's a big part of the joy of living for me is that um, having exposure to those um, reservoirs, you know, and um, they really are life-giving reservoirs. Um, and yeah, for example, I'll give you an example. This last Salon 360 that we had, which I'm the executive producer um, of, it's a monthly event. We've been doing it a little less monthly because I've been taking on other activities like curating and things like that, but it's a regular event uh, that's hosted. It's a two-hour dinner party, um, and it centers on um, focusing on society's most challenging issues. For example, um, we've looked at um, suicide. We've looked at fear, um, um, black hair, you know, the, the politics of black hair, and uh, many different um, topics over uh, our three-year um, existence. And last month was our three-year anniversary. So Congratulations. Around, well, thank you. It's really so exciting. Cool. Three years, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in business, the third year and the fifth year are key years. Um, and, and sort of, you know, where uh, business owners kind of look and see, okay, are we how are we doing? Where are we going? Are we going to make it? What do we need to do to make it? Or should we, you know, abandon ship? <laughs> you know. Um, so uh, we've made the three years, and I'm really excited about that. And so this is the purpose of the the big to do this year is that uh, there's the art exhibition at the Kansas City Kansas Public Library um, at the West Wyandotte branch. We had the Salon 360 event on July 20th this past Thursday about beneficial microbes and self-care. And then uh, we also have uh, several art talks coming up that will be Facebook Live events. So anybody in the world can participate and I'll be sharing information about that. And there are also workshops uh, at the Kansas City, Kansas Public Library on how to ferment vegetables. And then the second um, one that's coming up is on how to ferment water and milk kefir. So some really hands-on, um, exciting workshops. I've taught two other workshops at the Kansas City, Kansas Public Library, and um, they've all been booked out, like the full house. So um, these next, you know, there are two more coming up, so we're excited about those. But those are the things that are um, um, we're doing to celebrate the three-year anniversary of Salon 360, so it's sort of a trifecta kind of thing. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, and the art exhibition, like I said, it's at the Kansas City, Kansas Public Library, and it's called Foundation, Fostering a Better World. And it's, it's in conversation with the library's summer reading program, which is Build a Better World. And so 
what uh, this exhibition does, and the exhibition runs from, from Friday, August 25th to um, Saturday, excuse me, it runs from July 8th to Friday, August 25th of this year. So um, still plenty of time to go see the exhibition at the Kansas City, Kansas Public Library. But this um, exhibition explores the aesthetics of beneficial microbial life through the art of artists and the work of scientists whose creativity and investigation center around bacteria, yeast, and fungi, either as a medium or as a subject matter. And so the exhibition presents a, a range of work that includes photography, fabrication, portraiture, sculpture, and these are representing images of the original work for the most part. And then as well, there is an installation and 3D sculpture um, as part of the exhibition as well. So I hope people can get a chance to go over to see that. Um, your listeners can um, attend the Sydney Fine Arts Gallery of the Kansas City, Kansas Public Library, West Wyandotte Branch at uh, 1737 North 82nd Street in Kansas City, Kansas, 66112. Again, that exhibition is open until Friday, August 25th, 2017. So um, I, I'll tell you a little bit about my installation. It's the, the first installation I've done in an, in an exhibition, and it, it centers on, it comes back to my growing practice. And what I wanted to give, to share with um, the patrons is this whole notion of um, life changing, the, the transformation. That's the name of the, the installation is transformation. And one of the things that scares people most, is from my understanding and having talked to people, is, uh, you know, we, we kind of fear death and we kind of fear change, right? And, and that's, that's kind of normal. And so what I wanted to share with people is, you know, what happens in this transformation of everything, day things that we see all the time, and that, you know, that transformation and how it sustains life, how it fosters life. And one of the best ways that I could do that was my own composting practice. So in this installation is really um, an, a compost that's in 3D. So people can, it's in a, a huge tank, a glass tank, so uh, visitors can watch the um, transformation process of food turning into soil. So inside the installation, there's um, all kind of produce, lettuce, um, pineapple, cantaloupe, grapes, all the things that we eat on a daily basis um, in terms of produce. And so over time, this produce will become soil and, and the patrons can watch that process happen. I'm envisioning like a giant ant farm. <laughs> how, when I was a kid, we must have had that at some point where the between these glass, uh, this glass was sand and the little ants doing their thing. And so at the this installation, we can over time see the changes in the produce to dirt. That that is really important for people to know for a lot of a lot of reasons. That that I I like I really like how you equate the. You know, fear of change and death because this is the reality. I I have I have one person who I work with in my counseling practice who looked at me at one point and said, "You know, you're the only person who has ever said to me, and you're going to die too." <laughs> when I <laughs> because she was talking about her fears about this person and that person who are going to die, you know, because they're this age or whatever. And, and my response in part, not only, but my response in part is, well, you know, we're all going to die and we really don't have any guarantee that just because you're younger than your grandfather that you are going to live longer than he does. You, he could outlive you. You know, we, we need right. to sort of have this perspective, that reminder. And it wasn't that I was saying, you're going to die soon, lady. It was, it was just that Death is. It's, it just it's is. It's a reality. Yeah, it's a reality. And, and you're right, it's considered rude to acknowledge that, you know, which I think is, um, um, it, it just really speaks to how afraid we are of death or, or change, you know. And so that's why I thought this was really important. And um, as I was, we were negotiating about um, 
the installation being part of the exhibition, one of the worries was, well, what about the smell of rotting food? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, now you've given, you've just presented another reason why this installation is so important. Because what is happening here is not rotting food. Mm -hmm. Food rots in trash. Food rots in the waste can. What's happening here is transformation. Mm-hmm. It's not rotting. It's mm-hmm. being transformed. And so there, there will be no smell of rotting food. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, it, it, I've just been doing it, and it's really not that long that I've been doing it, but once you've been doing something for a little while, you forget that you, when you didn't know something, you know, and yeah. you know what it felt like to know it. And I, mean, I go back to a lot of those points the older I get, but I remember those recollections more often the older I get. But um, it helped me to recall when I didn't know what compost smelled like. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, well, this is important too. So, so that patrons can see, not only see the transformation, but smell it. Mm-hmm. Because the smell of transforming food, food that's being transformed by microbes, has more of a just after the rain smell, mm-hmm. not the smell of rotting food. So mm-hmm. I, that, that was like, okay, this is another reason why this must happen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I'm glad, I, 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 like I said early, you know, at the top of the show, I'm glad I didn't um, continue to center myself and, and, and be afraid to put myself in my own exhibition <laughs> that I'm right. curating yeah. because, it, you know, that would have been, the more I think of it, it would have been selfish on my part to do that. I, it would have been self-centered to not put it in there. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but yeah, so it's been a real, and everybody that's seen it, they were like, they're just kind of in awe because it's just, for one, they never think about it. Mm-hmm. They never think about, you know, what happens to food, the food that I, you know, the, the leftovers from what I can't eat, that, that husk from the, uh, the, the pineapple, that mm-hmm. apple core that, mm-hmm. you know, I always toss. And what ha- what happens to it? No, we never have that question because everything's packaged. We put the trash in a bag and it goes away. We don't, you know, we never know what happens. And so um, I just felt that this was a really um, important place. And and there's so many wonderful artists in this exhibition. But you know, I don't want to. Um, I want to make sure I give time to the artists that are the um, reason the show was put together in the first place. Um, uh, for example, Amelia Faith Harness is a um, visual artist, and she paints, um, one of her practices includes painting with wine, which is a fermented beverage. Mm-hmm. And um, so she paints with wine on a canvas, wood, and other materials. And so she has two pieces in the exhibition. One of them is of Jay-Z, which is fabulous, and the other is um, Eva Marie Saint. And they're from two different series. Um, Eva Marie Saint is from the series of those faces that you can't, you can remember the face, but you can't remember the person's name. And uh-huh. and she um, part of the the people the images and work that's in that particular series of hers. The people are uh, you know those knowable faces, but you know they're their candle has kind of burned down and their names are no longer household words. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that's a really interesting series. And then, of course, um, the one with Jay-Z, um, a, a more recognizable face, but uh, it's part of her series of, uh, if you could invite anyone to dinner, who would that be? You know, and so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he, so he's part of that, uh, of that series. And then we have, oh, there's so many wonderful artists here and, and, and scientists who, can, you know, uh, whose work is in, are in the exhibition. Um, for example, Katrina Boundy Mills is a microbiologist and um, she works with yeast. And her, um, her piece that's in the uh, exhibition is called The Flask and it's um, inspired by the vase, which uh, I think is amazing that she did it. But she takes she took, uh, I think, four strands of yeast, maybe five, um, and, and, and used those on um, agar to create art, uh, you know, a visual art piece of, of, of the flask. And, the, of course, the flask, speaking to science, 
where, you know, as the vase, it's, um, the famous piece, you know, that, that she was inspired by. So I just think that's really amazing um, that, that, you know, the work that she's doing with yeast. She's also the curator of um, the FAF yeast collection. And so um, she has a lab where, you know, people from all over the world, scientists from all over the world, come to their labs for strains of yeast. Uh, to do studies um, on food and beverage, uh, on biochemistry and, and fuel, all kinds of different research. But um, yeah, her piece, the the, the flask, is uh, inspired by Paul Klee's The Vase uh, of 1938, and it's a really interesting one to to um, to see. So, and actually, one of her uh, students who used to work in her lab, Lauren Enriquez, she also has a piece in the exhibition. Um, she works with yeast as well as an, and as a medium in art. And hers is called Composition. And she uses five strains of, of yeast on agar. And her piece is inspired by um, Yet Mondrian's Composition in Red, Blue, and Yellow of 1930. And she uses the primary colors that are found in yeast to, um, in, as an inspiration of Mondrian's 1938 work. And so I think that's a really um, fascinating piece as well. And um, I hope people get a chance to go over and see that. Yeah, we also, that's so cool. Yeah, it, it really is. It's amazing. Um, now, when I first got started, when I first envisioned this, um, this exhibition, I hunted far and wide for uh, scientists and artists who are working with beneficial bacteria. I found so many people and scientists and artists who are working with pathogens, but it was much harder to find um, those who are working with beneficial uh, bacteria. And so I feel pretty fortunate to have found these nine artists, well, eight artists, and one of them is an artist science team and that's Gary Cass and Donna Franklin. And then they have two pieces in the exhibition. One is the beer dress, and the other is the sparkling couture dress. And both of these dresses are made from the film that develops on fermenting wine and beer. This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that amazing? Yes. Isn't that amazing? And so they, they've uh, developed these... Um, fabrics um, using, you know, their process. They're in the um, process right now of going public with their work, so I can't share too much about their process in terms of how they make it, but um, mm -hmm. they are um, creating these fabrics that are then, you know, used as cloth to make clothing. And so um, one of their, um, the inspirations behind their work is to find more sustainable ways to clothe ourselves as opposed to, you know, the, the process, for example, of turning, um, a, you know, cotton from the field into cloth. This is a much more sustainable um, way of clothing human beings than, than the process that requires, um, you know, big uh, factories and intense labor pools and things like that. So, um, so yes, they're part of the exhibition. And this team is from Perth, Australia. And so um, we're pretty excited. We're pretty excited about this exhibition. Um, and, and actually, this exhibition uh, has the, the um, designation of being a groundbreaking in that it's the first international exhibition dedicated exclusively to art and sciences art dialogue on beneficial microbes. That's so cool. this is like That's really cool. I, it's pretty yeah. It's, so I'm really excited, and I'm yeah. already thinking of other exhibitions that are you know that I feel you know really um, inspire patrons and, and viewers um, to know more about beneficial microbes and and how they affect our everyday life because it's just one of those areas of life we just don't think about. But life could not exist without beneficial microbes. And, and, and that's a scientific fact. 
This is so exciting. Um, we do have to take a little break here, and and I want to remind people what what we're talking about with with Z Hall, who is curating this, is the exhibition Foundations: Fostering a Better World, and we're going to hear more about that. We remind you about how you can see it. We do need to take a quick break. Hear from a couple of the businesses that sponsor LawrenceHits.com, and then we'll be right back for this intriguing conversation. Thank you. Listeners, welcome back. This is Marcia Epstein, and my guest today is Dr. Z Hall, who has so many talents and growing interests, interests, and I love the definition of lifelong learner, and I'm fascinated by what she's talking about with the exhibit, Foundations, Fostering a Better World. And I also need to take just a brief bit and say thank you, Daniel Smith, who produces the show, because I'm so excited listening to what Z is saying, and I hope that's the impact on, on the listeners as well, and that those of you who are in the Kansas City area or get there are going to go to the Kansas City, Kansas Public Library, the West Wyandotte Branch, and see this exhibit while it's still there up till Friday, August 25th. Z, it's just like just hearing you even talk about it makes me have all these uh, thoughts about, ooh, and this, and this, and this, and learning, and it's really engaging and stimulating, even without having seen it yet. Just hearing you talk about it, I, I think this is delightful. <laughs> well, it, it's probably coming through my voice, and I get so excited about their work. And I mean, uh-huh. as uh, I was working, I, was, I just kept thinking, this is unbelievable that people are doing these things, you know, that this work is out there. And, you know, I just couldn't wait to get these exhibitions up and share it with, you know, with patrons, you know, that come into the show. So um, I'm still beaming just by having the experience of being exposed to their work. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And, and I, I would like to tell you about a couple others as well um, that I think they're all so important. Um, there's also Kelly Dumar. Um, she's a, a photographer. She, primarily she's an, a, a playwright, a poet, and, and she does so many different um she has so many art practices and poetry and poetry photography is one of her newer ones and she's so good at it and I've been admiring her work for probably a year and a half or so. I'm not sure exactly how long but I've been admiring her work for a while and telling her so and so when I first conceived this show about you know eight nine months ago I can't remember I immediately thought of her and asked you know if she would submit some you know images that I could look at, you know, for a possibility of being part of the show. And, and she was happy to do so, and I'm glad that she's part of the show. And she's got two photographs in, um, in the show. One is Queen Anne's Lace, Bud, and Flower, and the other is Sunflower Opening. And so she lives on the East Coast, and her property um, is, uh, includes, like, streams and all these wonderful spots for reflection and what have you, and she's photographs what she sees, what inspires her whenever she's out on her walks. And, and she does this in different places as she and her husband travel around the world, too. And so um, she has these wonderful images that um, this Queen Anne's Lace, you know, it's just, like we've all seen Queen Anne's Lace, but the way she captured it, captured it you know, the flower just opening and then right beside it there's a, a bud that's not, you know, hasn't um, opened yet. And the way she captured it is just um, inspirational. <laughs> and, and so, and, and she also uh, has the, the sunflower opening in, in the show. And um, I love sunflowers, and, but what the, she, cap, she captured this one as it was opening, the seeds coming of, you know, becoming mature, beside a rail track, and it, you know, vanishes into the distance. And it was just magical, uh-huh. and so, and it this is um, situated almost directly behind the installation about soil and, and transformation, uh-huh. and be, because it's what's happening in the soil that nourishes that sunflower and queen yeah. Anne's lace, and so there's that connection between the soil and and the um, relationship with all. Veg, you know, vegetation and, and life that comes from the earth. And so um, there's a, that connection there. And then um, Katrina Forrest, is, uh, she has work in the exhibition as well. She is a um, bacteriologist. 
at the University of uh, Madison, Wisconsin at Madison. And her, in her lab, um, she has a special situation where she has an artist in residence. Cool. I had, I had never heard of such before, and I just thought, what? That is inspired. Yeah. <laughs> and so she has artists in residence, and then she also encourages her, you know, people working in her lab and her students to create art. And so um, there are um, three 3D printed um, sculptures of microbial forms in the exhibition that come from her lab. That's amazing. <laughs> I just thought, wow, this is, and so um, she has a huge science grant that um, I believe she's going to be putting on an exhibition as well. So I was really glad to have her as part of this. And she, and she was our guest at the Lawn 360 Self-Care and Beneficial Microbes last week. Um, oh. Dr. Katrina Forrest and Dr. Frederico Ray um, both from the University of Madison, University of Wisconsin at Madison, and both bacteriologists, and um, we had a fascinating conversation at the Lawn 360 about cell care and beneficial microbes. And they mentioned, you know, that what's happening, what's happening in our gut with the gut flora, which is made up of beneficial microbes, has a lot to do with um, different functions of the body and, and changes in those that gut flora flora can affect, you know, whether we stay healthy or, or if we get sick. It changes in it can affect whether or not um, one gets cancer or some other autoimmune disease or what have you. And they also talked about how um, it's the gut flora that influences our psychological um, right. balance or, yeah. you know. And so we had really rich, deep uh, conversation and dialogue uh, at Salon 360 on July 20th about self-care and beneficial microbes. And everybody there was just, I mean, there were people taking notes <laughs> from, mm -hmm. you know, what uh, Dr. Forrest and Dr. Ray were sharing with us about beneficial microbes um, and, and the work that the University of Wisconsin at Medicine is doing specifically on beneficial bacteria because, like I said, when I began this search, I had to search far and wide to find scientists who were working specifically on beneficial bacteria, and I found them at the University of Wisconsin at Madison. So I was really thrilled that they are part of the uh, exhibition as well. Also part of the exhibition is Katrina Waters, and in her lab, they do research on uh, gut bacteria, and so they've developed uh, 3D imaging of the gut flora. <laughs> That's part of the exhibition. Interesting. It, and so, um, yeah, so their image is the cover photo for our exhibition. It's the, the uh, art science one image. It's the pink and green with, uh, that shows the gut bacteria. It's, that's from their lab. So As, those yeah, are our artists. That's very cool. That is so cool. And and I'm, for a lot of reasons, really drawn to what you're talking about right now with people who are talking about the, the gut bacteria. And um, partly because I have a, a good friend who's, from, because of personal experience with um, things, health issues, in her own family has really become an expert in that nutritional part of helping our mood be, be more regulated. Not flat, but, but people who might by other people be considered to have a mental illness that needs to be treated with chemicals often have things that can be adjusted in their nutrition, including things that are gonna affect their gut flora, of course, that really affect and improve their mood and ability to cope with the on life to the extent of, of people who really don't need to be on any mental health medications. They, they needed to, they could adjust it more naturally with, with good guidance. And so I'm thinking, I'm, I'm going I'm to tell Christy as soon as we get off this call, you know, this <laughs> like, Christy, you, we got to go to this exhibit, you know, anyway. 
Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you. And, and it circles back to um, the programming associated with the art exhibition and uh, Salon 360's uh, three-year celebration. Uh, the, the two workshops are on um, fermenting vegetables and fermenting water and milk kefir, which are ways to um, produce gener uh, beneficial bacteria that can be consumed for better health outcomes. Um, now, we're not trying to offer it as a um, prescription or anything like that, so mm -hmm. please don't come after me, FDA or anybody like that. But, um, <laughs> what, <laughs> but what we are doing is, you know, teaching people how they can be part of a, a, a holistic and um, self-care program, you know, that they can control and moderate. And not only that, it tastes good. <laughs> you know, it's mm -hmm. not just, you know, it's beneficial for our health um, and it's also been you know tasty and and it gets us back in touch with what's more centered and real um, in a way because um, you know being part of our um, self-care process and, and being you know taking more responsibility in that is you know it's not as eat hard it's not as difficult as uh, sometimes is imagined it only takes a short amount of time you know on a regular basis and just a little bit of planning and forethought, and, and we can be in better control of, you know, um, our body's health, and, and that's important. And, you know, and even in um, mainstream medicine now, self-care is becoming, you know, more interest and more focus is being put on that, that self-care self and preventative care are important aspects of our healthcare program and it shouldn't just be going to the doctor all the time, you know. Right. Um, right. So, so um, we're, I think, in, we're, we're not out of step with the medical thinking, I don't think. But uh -huh. um, the, I can tell you about those workshops that are coming up. Um, the next one is on Saturday, August 5th, and it's Fermenting 101, and that's on fermenting vegetables. And Saturday, September 9th, is Advanced Fermentation, and that's fermenting water and milk kits here. These are at the Kansas City, Kansas Public Library, the main branch at um, 625 Minnesota Avenue, Kansas City, Kansas, 66101. The workshops are free, but registration is required. So people can call 913-295-8250 at extension 1030 to register. Cool. And, and I, when you, you said that address, what I want to say to people is, and if you're going to that part of the Kansas City, Kansas area, cruise around a little bit, walk around a little bit, and appreciate those amazing murals that are in that neighborhood. Yeah. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful murals in that part of Kansas City, Kansas. I, I happen to be there to present some information to staff at the uh, Mental Health America of the Heartland that's in that area. And, and you know, I was, okay, I got to get to this building. I gotta, I'm going to do this presentation. It's all going to be good. And then it's like, I want to wander around for a while. This is a great neighborhood. I love community girls. So, so there's that bonus, too, when you're in the neighborhood. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So I, I am obviously really excited about what you have pulled together into this exhibit and thinking about all these different things of people, people being encouraged to look at things in new ways, people being encouraged to maybe somebody's going to go home and start a compost um, because they think it's a good thing and they hadn't really thought about it before and they were worried it was going to be gross or whatever, you know, and maybe that's what they get out of it. Maybe somebody else gets out of it of, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to learn more about this, these fermented foods and, and how that might help me and my family with some, some issues that we're having. And, you know, all these little, they, they may take away one specific thing that's really different than what somebody else takes away. And somebody else may just go, man, this is cool to look at, you know? Yeah. It's a great way of exciting people. You know, and I think about all the, the kids who might get to see this and, and get that positive experience, you know, that we don't always connect science and art. And, and in fact, you're from from my limited knowledge of you, but from my knowledge of you, Z, you are the perfect person 
to curate this and to be involved with this and advancing this because one of the things that struck me early on when when you and I talked you know, with the first time we ever met to record was that some artists are mainly artists in their way of approaching things. And, and I joke with my friends about, well, when we have a poet event, you know, you gotta be aware of poet time and, and these different things that, that, are, that are not so precise and scientific. And, and you, you somehow, you are this example of this person who is very comfortable with sort of both sides of your brain, if I can put it that way, that, that you, you've got that detail and science part and you've got this art part and this merging and this, you know, it's like, it's, it's a cool thing for people to experience you as a person, as well as, you know, this, this exhibit being an example of that. I, I think this is wonderful. Thank you so much, Marcia. That means a lot to me. You're coming from you. I appreciate it. Uh, it's very kind of you. <laughs> I wanted to tell you too about um, the, we have two art talks coming up. One's an art talk and one's a soil talk. So um, uh, these are, I'm really excited about these as well. These will be um, Facebook live events. So people can participate, you know, from the comfort of their own home. And it's, I just think I'm really excited about um, producing these. And the first one coming up is on Thursday, July 27th. And it's at 1 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. It's called Pass the Wine. And this is with exhibition artist Amelia Faith Harness. And in order to participate, um, listeners can go to facebook.com forward slash Amelia Faith Harness. I'll spell all of that out. Facebook.com forward slash A-M-E-L-I-A-F A-I-S-H-A-R-N-A-S. And again, that's on this coming Thursday, July 27th at 1 p.m. And we'll be Facebook Live. And so she'll do a brief discussion about her work and practice and the works that are in the exhibition. And that'll be followed by uh, an opportunity for um, viewers and participants to ask questions and, and sort of dialogue with Amelia. The second talk is a soil talk. It's called Soil Smart with Ann Slaughter, Missouri Organic Compost Specialist. And he is very animated and you, 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 I can't think of a better person to talk about compost with <laughs> because he makes it fun. <laughs> because, and so um, now that talk is on Tuesday, August 1st at 1 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, again, that's Soil Smart with Stan Slaughter. And to participate, listeners can go to facebook.com forward slash stan.slaughter.7. I'll spell that out. Facebook.com forward slash S-T-A-N dot S-L-A-U-G-H-T-E-R dot the number seven. And so those will be, again, Facebook Live talks that uh, are in uh, part of the programming for Foundations Fostering a Better World Art Exhibition that is now at the Fine Arts Gallery of the Kansas Public Library, West Wyandotte Branch. That's very cool. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just, you know, I'm just so happy about this. And, and in the process of uh, pulling and, 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 and curating this exhibition, uh, I've met so many other artists and scientists who are working um, not necessarily on beneficial, beneficial bacteria, but other areas of yeast and microbes and what have you. And so, again, so many opportunities to um, work on some of the exhibitions that I'm, I'm planning for 2018. Mm -hmm. It's it's fun, and then there, I, I think about this little link to some of the kinds of things you're doing. So I have a friend, Nicholas Ward, here in Lawrence, who um, I got to know some through his film projects and some through are both participating in the U.S. Department of Arts and Culture. And so here's this filmmaker guy, and he's a muralist, 
And he's also a person who skateboarding has been a passion, I'm gonna guess, since he was a little kid. And he's a grown up and he's still a skater. And he does this project with worms and compost with kids that he goes into schools. And, and, and so I'm thinking, man, I, I need to, to make sure Nicholas also knows and perhaps you guys will get to meet it sometime. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. And I'm, glad, I'm glad you mentioned worms because um, the, the installation transformation at the Kansas Public Library um, where the exhibition is, is, is a very much a living uh, installation that includes worms. <laughs> so yeah. on, when they, um, you know, you know, the most um, labels, there's the artist's name, the year of the work, and then um, medium. And so I put, you know, all of the things that are part of this particular installation, which is, includes worms. <laughs> uh-huh. Because crazy. they actually, they, yeah, um, one of the things that is, goes on in my compost uh, pile back, you know, in my yard is lots of worm activity. That was the first thing I noticed when I started composting. I was like, these worms are loving this, you know? Uh-huh. And so, um, you know, they're helping us and I'm apparently, you know, making their life wonderful. So yeah. <laughs> I made sure to include them in the installation. <laughs> yeah. And And then that gets back to that whole thing about you are somebody who is growing things and preserving that food in different ways and using the compost process to nurture those plants that you're growing. And again, as you said, you know, that that whole cycle is being represented by you personally and just out of out of your own commitment to this and your in your own personal life, as well as bringing this to attention in this so amazing way to me just I keep getting that science and art, science and art, and and how so many times we can feel intimidated by one or the other. You know, if we're more on the science side, we might not think of ourselves as creative and drawn to that that different variety of art and how that might interface with our science work. And similarly, I think some of the artists who I know would say that. They they aren't they aren't good with math they aren't good with it you know they would they would sort of diminish themselves and, and think that there's no science relating to what they're doing other than maybe you know the things that relate to how their paints get created or whatever and, and so you're you're bringing it all together in such a way that I imagine people being engaged and and getting this thing out of this exhibit that is to me what I believe a, a big function of art is is getting unexpected lessons, you know, learning about something they hadn't thought about, thinking about things in a new way, their minds being opened in a way they might not be the same person who would sit in the library auditorium for a lecture on something that's related to one of those pieces, one of those installations, but they go and they see this and so cool. And and honestly, I think it's very cool that it's in the Kansas City, Kansas Public. Know, good things happening in Kansas. That, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited about that too. And yeah. the, the um, fine art, the gallery there is really a lovely space. Mm-hmm. I was just thrilled. And so I'm really happy and honored um, to have the exhibition there. Um, oh, it's, nice. it's very lovely and, uh, you know, inviting. And um, so I, I hope, you know, listeners have an opportunity to go over before for August 25th and and uh, take a look at the work that so many people are doing, you know, in different parts of the country and in, in a different part of the world. Right. And so this is perfect. We actually are at the end of our hour and we have been talking with Dr. Z Hall, who has the science and has the art and has the passion for learning and is the curator of this amazing thing at the Kansas City, Kansas Public Library called Foundations Fostering a Better World. Um, I'll have a link to help you find out more about that, but it's going on until Friday, August 25th. And then there are these additional Facebook Facebook Live events that relate to that, that just all this excitement stuff for us to, to all be learners. Maybe you didn't already think of yourself as a lifelong learner and maybe you got a nudge and say, 
Actually, I am. That is yeah. Yeah. It's a discovery. Yes. So thank you so much, Z. It's been great talking to you. It's been wonderful being here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And so long, listeners. Hope that some of you will end up at the KCK Library to see this stuff. And so long. <laughs>